Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Level Up Human. The comedy science podcast, souping up the homo sapien. Thank you, yes. Hello and welcome to Level Up Human, the live podcast show about making human beings better. This is the first time that we've recorded one of these at a festival with such amazing audio in the background. We've got our own theme tune at last. We're looking forward to the day when genetic engineering and xenotransplants can actually give us eagle eyes, the heart of a lion and the toe of a camel. We're coming live from the Green Man Festival, where some people have already been trying their hand at the spot of augmentation in the form of the Shiwi. So, very often peeing on that very hand. I am joined today by Lewis. Please tell us, introduce yourself. So, my name is Lewis. I'm based up in Edinburgh. I do neuroscience research, uh, basically pay, people pay me to look at their brains, and I also run the Science Kelly Project. So, we play yes. fiddle and do dancing. It's really wonderful. Check it out. On my right here, we have Holly Walsh, comedian extraordinaire. Hi. I notice Lewis doesn't have a surname. Does he? Is he just? A, are you like Prince? My surname is <laughs> actually Who. Who? Mm. Oh, that is your surname. Great. Well, my I'm name Holly is uh, my surname is Watts as well. Watts. So Walsh, if we had all who? the questions, <laughs> I um I am a comedian. I know nothing about science. I literally flick through the science bits in newspapers because I think they're boring. So this is going to be really interesting for me. Awesome, and we also have... My name's Matt Allenson, I, uh, I'm at Imperial College London. I actually do solar panels, um, printable solar panels, and uh, hopefully unbreakable iPhones as well. I also, um, having spent three years doing it, find science very boring as well, but I am also very excited to be part of this podcast. <laughs> and we are, of course, joined by our wonderful audience here in a tent where it's not raining in Wales. Miracles. To the people at the Green Man Festival, give yourselves a big round of applause. And how we'd like to kick off proceedings, each of our panellists here have brought along a kind of news story um, of which they're going to tell us a little bit why they think it is noteworthy. So first of all, go for it, Lewis. What do you think is interesting at the moment? So I had a little troll and something cutting-edge news that's come out, but a big disclaimer is that it's very, very provisional, is that someone in Ohio has claimed that they have managed to grow 99% of a human brain in using stem cells. And that's 99% of all of the different cells in a brain and up to up to about four or five weeks old fetus. 
and they've managed to mimic all of it, which is really super, really impressive. But is that, they have, is that legal? Yeah, why is this good and not just sick and wrong? So the ethical, it's actually, um, the ethical aspect of it is that they argue that there's no stimuli reached in the brain, so the brain isn't conscious, and it takes, uh, it's about four weeks old in terms of fetus, and it's taken them about 12 weeks to develop that. Wow. So it's super controversial. Uh, I didn't, I'm not saying it necessarily because I could endorse it. That's my political heart on. But uh, it's certainly interesting in terms of future clinical, medical, and certainly ethical concerns about... So do they stop it at... 12 or four weeks or did they is that just when it stopped doing it itself it's it's they stopped doing it themselves because essentially the next stage they claim that they would need to generate stem cells for blood and the heart system it wouldn't be able to sustain it's it's i mean the size of it apparently is just about the size of a uh, rubber basically a razor so i just uh, i'm having a baby and i've got one of those apps that tells you uh what size your child is by different fruits and vegetables and it's one of the most disturbing things I've ever looked at in my life. Like, we, I walked around with an avocado in me for like two weeks. That's disturbing. Has at the moment, it's avocado. Huh? Has that altered your like relationship with avocado? I, well, the other day I got an aubergine, uh, and it was my baby was the size of an aubergine, and um, I made my husband hold it like a baby, and it all got a bit creepy. <laughs> but then I had to make a ratatouille, and I had to cut his head off, and I cried. So the thing that always puzzles me about that, bearing in mind we've got the phrase "bun in the oven," why are we not comparing these to pastries? Yeah, like, that's much better. Uh, a baby should be a croissant at so many weeks. Yeah, your baby is a profiterole. But how big could, how big will it get? What's, well, the, I what's mean, the biggest? A wedding a cake? That's yeah. huge. That's huge. <laughs> what about you, Holly? What is your new story of My, my new story is actually... Um, it's disappointing that I printed it out, uh, which is kind of useful, because this is a story about a, a, a book that they've made which gives you instructions about how to filter water, but also the pages from it can be ripped out and used to filter water. Which is amazing. So they send it to people in sort of, you know, near muddy water holes, and they apparently it can kill. That's a huge generalisation on bad water, but yeah. on it can it can kill ninety nine percent of all germs. So you just tear out the pages that you use. It's quite clever. It makes Kindles pisses all over Kindles. That's for sure. Quite literally, perhaps. It does, well. yeah. <laughs> so, you're, you're kind. You do chemistry of materials things. Don't I you do much? do chemistry materials stuff. Yeah. What's the best way of filtering? things. If you're going to try and mix safe water for everyone, what would you recommend? Uh, well, boi- boiling it, I think, is the, uh, the, the go-to foolproof way of uh, uh, cleaning, cleaning out any biological stuff in water, but I guess that's impractical in areas where people haven't even got basic drinking water because that requires a lot of energy to get rid of it. But I think yeah. boiling it is the number one way of going about it. Um, but then, yeah, I think the, the filtering, the, especially the idea of like the pages themselves being very useful. I mean, it's a lot more useful. That's like an IKEA catalog that can then also just open out into a bookshelf that'd be quite useful. Yes. Uh, I think that's like a really clever way of going about doing it. This says it uses nanoparticles of silver or copper. Oh, very exciting. But surely silver's quite inexpensive. Uh, yeah, um, nanoparticles of silver. So silver itself is a very, um, very common material used for its antibacterial properties. Um, this uh, citation needed, uh, but I'm pretty confident <laughs> that the Wild West people traveling across the kind of frontiersmen in those days uh, would put silver spoons in their water jars to keep everything um, keep everything antibiotic. Silver is quite um, silver is quite famous for being really antibiotic. Oh, like how posh people put um, spoons in their champagne bottles. Exactly. Yes. Which uh, we re- I recently looked that up is complete nonsense. That does nothing for <laughs> bubbliness. Um, there's there was a study I think. 
uh, by some American academics. They looked into that. If you put a teaspoon in the top of your champagne bottle, I'm afraid that does nothing. Uh, but it, it will keep a, it, it's good for antibacterial properties. So there's that at least. Perfecto. And, and d d um, fighting against vampires. And vampire, yeah, that's. Um, I mean, what sort of parties do you go to? Um, got the champagne, the vampires. Yeah. The... I know they are yeah. making better and better ones. Like they're now using um, what graphene seems to be ending up being everywhere, mm. but they're punching tiny little holes in this one molecule thick thing of of uh, carbon, and they're making like micro micro filters, which could work for everything you'd think. If it so um, graphene is impervious to pretty much all gas. Uh, uh, the helium can't even pass through graphene. Uh, which leads to a uh, rather exciting futuristic... Uh, so gra graphene's invisible because it's so thin, but nothing can pass through it. So that leads to kind of like exciting assassination techniques where people can be suffocated by things they can't see. Um, exciting uh, implies... Uh, yeah, you're that dark, I, that I'm weird. You are dark. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got the vampire champagne parties. We've got the invisible suffocating bags. Yeah, the gra graphene can filter everything along with everything else that graphene can solve. Like every, every problem in the world, graphene can pretty much fix. This sounds um, to me like someone's making a lot of money on nothing. Uh, yes, uh, but especially because <laughs> you can't see it, actually. This is as close to the Emperor's new clothes as you can scientifically get at the moment right now. And they it's, are that expensive as they well. Are they are, roughly, yeah. <laughs> as you need the cost of a country to kind of get one going as well. Well, that's brilliant. Um, yeah. Have you got any new stories, Mark? That I do have a new story um, that uh, uh, popped up. Um, I think this week it was published. It's a group in America... Um, they kind of traveled all around uh, Latin America with an incredibly high-speed camera and a fake flower, which was actually a plastic tube with a flower on the front because hummingbirds aren't very clever and they were studying hummingbirds. And they had nectar at the bottom and they, they just used this really slow motion camera to watch how hummingbirds drink because hummingbirds are very, very fast, very, very agile um, uh, and have to drink an intensely large amount of stuff. And so the way their tongues work, um, they don't do normal, like, so like a dog drinks with its tongue by sort of like making a ball and like cupping it up into its mouth, if you've ever watched a dog drink. But hummingbirds have actually, they, they notice they've got these tubes on their tongue that are, are flat when normal, and then they stick their tongues into the nectar in a flower, and these tubes spring open, which kind of creates a vacuum. So hummingbirds, these guys discovered this week, can hoover stuff up into their mouth, um, which kind of adds to the, the long list of like incredibly weird things that hummingbirds are capable of doing. Mm. Um, and I thought it would be quite useful for kind of like the next step of human evolution, because that sort of helps make, make drinking games a lot easier. If, if you know, there's a race to drink. So, yeah, if you can just hoover up into your mouth. And some humans already suck, so we may as well make us suck better. Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's, oh that's, exactly, that's exactly the conclusion of that story, yeah. Hummingbirds are so much more exciting than any other bird. Literally any other bird. They're the best. Yeah. They're the Don't, best of all the birds. I'm a biologist. You can't get me started on birds. That's not my, my favourite. Do you know a Hudson? It's a, it, look, it's a bird that climbs trees. You'd think flying would mean it doesn't have to, but it's a bird that can climb trees. And that's pretty called? cool. A Hudson. It's my favourite bird. That's... Please, what? nobody Isn't that in the a sauce you put on duck? Hoist, yeah, it does sound like it. Yeah, yeah. If you put hoisin on a Hudson... Let's not... This is going to yeah. create new endangered species in South America <laughs> if we keep this up. Right, ladies and gents, you got how this works, so we can see science is constantly advancing, going places. How are we going to apply this to the next stage of humans? So, Holly, can you kick us off? What would you like to see humans doing in the future, or I, being in the future? Um, well, given that I'm having a baby, I would like it that when a baby is born, you could it, you could have a reasonable chat with it. Just a chat. Just, you know, like, I'd like it to speak... Basically, I think babies take a bit too long to get going. And I'd like it if when they came out, um, 
Well, like a horse. Look at a horse, baby. Like it comes out of its mum's bum hole or whatever happens. And, um, <laughs> That's not what happens. I don't know. You're the biologist. But I... Uh, it's close enough. Like, it's, within, a, within a couple of hours, it's, it's walking around and it's making horse noises. And yeah. but human babies, they take ages. Well, that's partly that's that's the, that's the great thing about humans is that we were born too early, and so we, we depend on our parents. That's true, but then it also means that we soak up our brains are like sponges. And we just soak up whatever language, culture, food, temperature, everything, and then it, you know it gives us that advantage. So horses will never learn another language. Is that what you're saying? Well. Yeah, do, do you actually get? I suppose do we because you get accents and yeah, awful do you get regional horses, yeah. regional horse accents? So you must do. You Shetland, do with birds, don't you? <laughs> really? Like, ur- urban birds sound yeah. completely different, and they do sound kind of, you know, grimier. It is more like rap music. They've got less syllables, it's less variation, but it's faster. Really? Yeah. It's higher for birds. I heard um, that they uh, started imitating things like um, car alarms and stuff. Is that true? For some species, yeah. yeah. There's a thing called the lyrebird, and it's an amazing impersonator and pretends to be. Well, unfortunately, chainsaws a lot of the time because it's one of the things that he hears in the forest, which I think must be terrifying. And when, and when like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre have been so much better if there was just a bird following this thing, <laughs> like being chased down the road by a, a homicidal, tiny little beautiful bird. I loved it. If there was one of them in South London, it would just be this vehicle is reversing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Uh, okay, this is um. A re- I mean this in no offence for festival, but this looks like a reasonably middle-aged festival as well. Have some of you had... Who, hands up if you've had children. Would, would you like your children talking back quicker? <laughs> <laughs> that was a no from the back. Yeah, a that resounding no. That was, that was a no from a two-week-old baby. <laughs> I would love it if that's true. We do find like, um, chimps, they've demonstrated. Muller chimps use baby talk to their babies. Really? So we aren't the only thing to go goo-goo-ga-ga. But so does you, Boris Johnson. But, like, you, but you can, uh, you can. Isn't it true you should talk to your kids like they're adults? Because um, I know people who talk to their kids like their kids, and the kids have started talking about themselves in the third person. So they'll say like, you know, James needs a drink, rather than I need a drink, because people say James needs a drink. They're so not I talking mean, to them in Victorian middle class. Or no, something, they're so. they're from 2014, so they're allowed to talk in present day, but they, they talk about themselves in the third person because they're used to people talking about them in the third person. Right. It's weird, isn't it? And I think cool. also kids develop the sense of I, so that, isn't there the whole idea that basically until they're like two normally, uh, kids, as soon as someone's out of the room, they, they don't exist. There's no conception of self, so they develop this idea that other people don't have a different mind from them. Yeah, they call it the theory of mind, don't yeah, exactly, they? Exactly, exactly. Theory of mind. So the, the, the classic test. So the classic test for it, I think, uh, it's called the Salian test. It's lovely. They basically get the kids to uh, uh, a smarties tube, and you get open the smarties tube, and you go, "What's in the smarties tube?" Audience, what should be in it? What? Smarties. Exactly. You open it, and voila, there is a pencil, which is very disappointing, especially to children. But then you ask these children, um, so if your mother comes into the room and I ask her what's in the smartest tin uh, or or box, uh, what would be inside it? And I think the whole idea theory of mind is that up until about two, until they're two, they will still say a pencil because they can't disassociate the idea that what they know, their knowledge, isn't what other people would know. Uh, Something that develops from about around two with some variants, I think. And then this is also one argument that in uh, autism spectrum disorder, this is something that's missing. It's actually a clinical test to, um, yeah. to, to, to work that out. So they assume all knowledge is universal knowledge. 
Wow. That sounds really cool. Well, well worth you, Lewis. Um, please, what is your pitch? What would you like to see humans doing? And before we move on, I should articulate. Point number one, Holly, you want us having kids born articulate. Yeah. Cool. Lewis, what's your pitch? So I totally looked at this uh, question with the hypothetical, if you could have a superpower, what superpower would that be? Um, and I kind of went along the, the route of, I've always wanted telepathy, I'm not going to lie. Uh, being able to connect with other people's and hear people's thoughts. But what would be really, really nice is if people could actually interact, kind of, you know, this whole idea of Google Glass and 2.0. And I think it would be really awesome if we can actually connect with each other. Because I think there's some concept concepts that we don't have time to actually articulate. So, you know, and a lot of misunderstandings come from that. And so it would be really good for you to be able to kind of just be able to communicate on concepts rather than just words, because words can, as we all know, can sometimes carry very different meanings, especially with significant others. But that would be great in an argument, if you could just send over your entire emotional baggage, rather than, you know, have you, a bad argument about it. I'd probably still lose. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst bit. Do you not think this would ruin comedy, Holly, if you had kind of downloaded your set within five seconds to your entire audience? And everybody got it. I think it would make the audience's experience a lot better than they uh, have at the moment. But yeah, I don't know. I think it would be... Because I, 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 I actually think words and stuff are wonderful. And, I, and you can kind of... You couldn't do... You couldn't do sort of a pull back and reveal joke. You couldn't say, you know, the old cliche of, and then I got off the bus, or... And that was just the teachers, if they under... If people fully understood, <laughs> like, the joke, the meaning of the joke, there was... There would be no reveal at the end of it. Yeah, is, is deceit not going to be important That's here? true, yeah. And, and there's a big argument that deceit is really... Is, is why how we evolved to speak brains, is that we, we need to lie... The small yeah. lies make the world go round. And effectively, Holly, you are a professional liar. I'm a professional liar, yeah. Much like the liar bird. I make a living out of it, so yeah. Not as great as the hummingbird, though. Not no. as good as the hummingbird. It's, it's you and politics, really, isn't it? It's politics and comedians, the two best liars. Yeah, of course. That's great. There should be a mute button, though. On politics or on... Well, oh, both? well, always politics, but... Yeah. There, should be there is, you can just walk away. Or just in terms of thoughts. I've, oh, I've always thought, you know when you're on the phone to someone and then the, um, the reception goes and it goes beep, 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 and you know that they can't hear you anymore? I always think they should have that in conversation, so you, know, you just know when someone's not listening. And you're like, oh, I won't, I won't continue talking. While we're, like, I had to get practical. Um, so telepathy, great thing to have, but is this an achievable thing? Can we use technology in any way? Can we, like, perhaps hack the brain? Bring in mind that you are a brain man. Good question. Um... Ah, I think it is achievable on some basic levels. I think machine brain interface is coming into its own. Whether that's a good thing or bad thing is a, is, is a different question. It's certainly going to change the face of communication. Even now, our whole communication system is changed from things like Facebook and smartphones. Um, and I think that's just going to get more and more sophisticated. I mean, there's the whole Google Glass debacle, which is, you know, 70% effective, uh, mostly in making you look like a... Um, <laughs> but, but that's not connected to your no mind. but it, I mean there's a whole idea that essentially you, you're kind of ex using it as a tool to extend your mind so you don't suddenly you don't need to remember you know pop quiz you can win people's birthdays quiz. I mean that's a good one we, now I, I pretty much extended my whole knowledge of people's birthdays to Facebook and therefore people who don't have Facebook are dead to me it would be great to have like a you know Shazam the, that that um, app yes. that would I, I've always wanted to have a Shazam for faces. So if you know you've met someone oh before, it'll God. tell you like you met them at this party, you slept with them twice. 
You know, that kind of... <laughs> Don't talk one to party. <laughs> yeah, one party. That's ambitious. It was a, it was a vampire champagne party. Yes. <laughs> Matt. Hello. How would you improve humans? Um, well, I... I, I just really like to like overhaul teeth. They just don't really work. And, and but there's loads of like technology that I guess we could like bring to them now. If we got rid of them entirely and like replace them with something else, then there's loads you can do. Uh, so like, so I like this is particularly coming from me. So like humans, I guess when when being 26 was like middle age, um, we'd have lost a lot of our teeth by now. So we have wisdom teeth come through. But like I don't need that anymore because like we invented dentistry two hundred years ago. So now I've just got like these kind of pointless teeth, kind of like trying to get in when when the club's full, um, and, and that's causing me a lot of issue at the moment. So I thought like oh, it'd, be, it'd be pointless if it's, it'd be really useful if we got rid of wisdom teeth. But then like there's loads of stuff we could do because like um, so say like so teeth are like designed to be worn down, um, but like nowadays if you like engineer something, so I did like an engineering, but I've got an engineering background. So like if you make like an aeroplane engine or like a nuclear reactor wall. You put like some things in it that tell you if it's coming apart and like when you need to replace it. So like, I don't know something like so like smart teeth. Like, we should hack teeth, is what I'm saying. Um, Isn't fluoride? Is that what it's yeah? So fluor- fluoride is like a really good thing that people put. In. So that's or um, a conspiracy. Up or yeah. So so fl- fluoride. If your JME is the, the government's way of controlling your brain, Who's or JME? <laughs> he's a rapper on Twitter who oh, right. really doesn't like fluoride. Um, that was of, a, of all the hip hop beefs. Of all the hip hop beefs, yeah. yeah. You used to be east side against west side. Yeah. Now it's now it's JME versus Colgate. Yeah. Um, so fluoride is really so um, fluoride is actually hacking teeth so the the chemical compound that teeth is made of is called hydroxyapatite uh which is the nice mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's kind of the nice kind of white shiny thing that your teeth are made of. Um, but uh, fluoroxyapatite is a slightly altered chemical um, version of the same crystal that is harder and stronger. So if you have fluoride in your toothpaste, the fluorine in your toothpaste replaces the hydrogen hydroxyapatite to make fluoroxyapatite. Um, so that is that is one way that we are already hacking teeth. Mm. Um, but uh, so which is fine. Uh, I mean, the problem with fl- fl- fluor- fluorine toothpaste is it meant that my back teeth have survived long enough that my wisdom teeth are now just smashing into them again. 
So um, can we go? Can we go? I'm like, as a metabologist, can we go full shark on this and not just have a continuous, have them like continuous mm. like conveyor belt? Because I do think how, you think how much money you'd make from the tooth fairy oh. through, throughout your life. Oh, it she'd go bankrupt, wouldn't she? It'd be yeah. terrible for her. Yeah, we've just yeah, we're gonna have to bail them out as well. Yeah, but <laughs> imagine having to do that. Okay, so that's a great suggestion. Overhauling teeth. Um, hacking smart teeth. teeth. Smart, smart, you, you smart teeth. You an app on your phone that tells you that your teeth, like, I don't know, your floss or something. Um, like, you know, back right needs a bit more flossing or something. Just just to, like, just keep dental hygiene a bit easier. And, sure, like, certainly then again, that's what a dentist does. It's just basically a tooth MOT fairly frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like... You want a better one. Well, but you've got to get, get in that horrible it. chair and then, then somebody's like, oh, yeah, so how are you doing? Like, oh, I'm going to Greenman Festival this week. Uh, you know, they just ask the inane questions and shove the hoover in. Um, I'd just much <laughs> rather if, like, my phone would could you rather? It. Would you rather use a hummingbird's mouth? Yeah, that? that'd be much nicer. <laughs> that'd be, you know... Each dentist trip is a kiss from a hummingbird. That would be lovely. <laughs> that would be really that fun. Would be I would really definitely funny. go to the dentist more so if instead nice. of those sucky machines, mm. they just had a couple of hummingbirds hanging around my mouth. And it's just like the fish and the, and the feet thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the most delightful thing I've ever heard of. Taking the debris out. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do they do with that spit, by the way? Well, those, all the what, spit in the hoover? They always yeah. suck it all out, but you never know where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> there's just, you know, there's some pervert waiting at the far end somewhere. <laughs> oh. There'll be some Just seedy dungeon in Soho. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Do you see? That if I don't know if these microphones are good enough to hear the sound of disgust that swept through this tent. <laughs> um, yeah, we wouldn't recommend it. There's probably a tent on the road where you can get these things as well here. Okay, we've had three suggestions. There's been Holly's talkative children, as if children need more of a voice. Lewis, our telepathy by perhaps hacking the brain, maybe, and Matt having new eye teeth with an eye rather than a yes. eye. You know. Yes. Yeah. Okay, audience, uh, I think we're going to get your viewpoints on this. We've got some uh, answers that somebody wrote down, so contestants, or I don't know what to call you, panel friends. Have we got that far? Friends, yeah, why not? All right, friends, you're going to go through these. Okay, Lewis, uh, our audience here has furnished you with tons of suggestions of what we might do to improve humans. What's been your favourite so far? Um, my favorite is Lizzie's. Uh, she has two very good suggestions. One, um, worry less about questionnaires, which I thought was uh, delightfully meta, and need less sleep so more fun can be had. I think we've all had that moment when yeah. we've realized that eight hours sleep, or, well, more realistically, seven or six if you're an academic, basically is just, it's just too much. It's time being wasted, really, isn't it? So here's a question. Margaret Thatcher traditionally had four hours sleep a night and somebody told me the other day that might have contributed to her um to her later mental decline do you think there is any connection between that sleep's really variable i think that's the biggest issue sleep's super important that's it's there were at least some stats suggesting that people so we used to think that perhaps humans could be fairly malleable and we could switch to night shift but it does seem to take years of people's lives. The more and more data they, they find on this, the more it seems to knock out our general circadian rhythm. So it might not just be even lack of sleep, it might be where your sleep is or quality of sleep, interruption. Again, anybody who has children or as you're about to find, Holly, <laughs> um, sleep is going to change for you. Do you not think so? Yeah, that's... I mean, I've already just experienced that just trying to sleep in a tent at the Green Man Festival, yeah. um, which is impossible. But uh, yeah, I've got that for... 18 years of my life coming up. Just one relentless Green Man Festival camping experience. 18 years? How, how long do they not sleep for? It's not 18. It doesn't stop at 18. Oh. Stop at 18. <laughs> for a minute there, I thought you were helping me out. Sleepless nights whilst your son or daughter is in Green Man Festival doing <laughs> yeah, Green Man yeah. Fox. Look at the 
curious, you know a lot about the brain, so like this sleep is a function of the brain to an extent, is it? What, what does sleep do? What's it for? Uh, the simple answer is we don't fully know. But the, the evidence suggests that basically sleep is a way of cleaning the brain. So essentially, as you go through the day, uh, not just the gunk that you consume, but then actually just the gunk of thinking and your neurons and brain cells are generating all this waste. And so sleep is actually a really good opportunity to basically kind of wash it away. Um, so there's the, that's the kind of main purpose seems to be quite important. If you don't sleep, you will eventually die. Um, did you want to come in, Matt? No, I was going to say, like, so this cleaning process of the brain as you're going to sleep, does that start just before you go to sleep? Because what's that thing when you're just going to bed and you're like, ah, I didn't do that thing I was supposed to do today, or you're just going to sleep and you're like, ah, I should have said that back when the guy was being really angry at me. Like, is that part of the sleeping process? Is that, like, thoughts that, like, got queued up, like the drafts on your texts? I, like, is, is, that, is that part of the cleaning process as well? Does cleaning the chemicals like trigger these thoughts that you should have had six hours previous? Um, I think it, this, this, it, it's more the deeper parts of sleep when, when they do the cleaning bit. But then right, I think okay. that stage of sleep is actually because your brain actually very often is very active when it comes to um, when you're not doing things. This is actually why taking a walk when you, you know, everyone's, everyone's had the experience of when you work quite a lot and you just can't really see the wood for the trees. And so actually taking a break from it and actually taking um, a bit of time to do some low-level knitting or whatever <laughs> floats your boat. I only do high-level knitting. <laughs> that, of course, I, I got that impression about you. What would uh, high-level knitting be? Is you use uh, heroin needles. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else's or your own? <laughs> Depends oh. how high-level you want to go. Um, and so yes, those low-level low things, as, uh, and I guess the first stage of sleep means that you kind of your brain is still working on lots of other puzzles and problem solving, and that's that kind of maybe the proverbial eureka moments or low-level dreaming or sleepwalking. Uh, sleep. But not, ev not everything sleeps in the same way because I know that we get uh, migratory birds do a kind of micro nap, like we're talking less than a second at a time in some cases. And you get what dolphins? They sleep one half of their brain at a time so they can come up to the surface to breathe. Maybe, Leslie, these could be viable alternatives for us, I reckon. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, but we'll make it happen. So, okay, fourth suggestion, pimping sleep. Okay, uh, any of you two, have you spotted anything that you find particularly interesting from our audience? I've got a camouflage like a, char a chameleon or, or invisibility. I'm not a biologist. I might have like completely garbled up the pronunciation of that there. But you are a man who works in smart materials. Do you think tech can help us in any way with this? Uh, yes. Um, so I um, work in uh, materials for printable <laughs> and flexible screens. So perhaps uh, perhaps less like a chameleon, but more like a, a Harry Potter invisibility cloak. Um, so that's a, that's a, that's like a cheating invisibility technology. So that's sort of like you have a camera on your back and a screen on front of you on front of you, in front of you, mm. and you can, um, you might be able to do a bit of invisibility like that. I know there's, um, there's a lot of people that work with these things called metamaterials, which is about as much of a description of what metamaterials are as I can give you, which can, um, so refractive index is a property materials have, so if you look into water, the light bends, so which is why things look like they're at a different le level in water um, than where they actually are. 
and there, there are these things called metamaterials where you can have a refractive index so much that the light just bends all the way around it and then disappears and then comes back out at you so you can't see it. Wow. Um, yeah, they're really cool, but at the moment the only wavelengths they work at is microwaves, so they don't work at visible light yet. So you can hide things from your microwave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on a more important level, uh, hiding things from microwaves means that mobile, mobile phones work on microwaves as well. So you can, you can make things that are invisible. So you can make your mobile phone invisible, for example. Which from you can also microwave. From, oh, from, 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 from the mask, from the signal. If you want to vanish, if your mobile phone wants to vanish, you can put surround it in a metamaterial. Uh, if you want to be unhackable for a period of time, for example. Oh, that's cool. That is quite, I, and I think it has lots of like, it has lots of spooky military applications because I think uh, you can hide things from radar as well that way as well. Um, so if you want to uh, do all that sort of stuff. So there's a, there's a lot of, there, there, there's presumably, um, with a lot of these things that like involve invisibility, there's presumably a lot more research going on than people really publicly discuss. Um, yeah. Not saying that I know any of it, but um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on, hiding stuff from microwaves, and that's sort of approaching being hidden from visible light. So I think invisibility, invisibility is sort of on the way. Whether or not if it arrived, yeah. would we even know? That's the problem. Well, that, that that's the really hard thing about when invisibility arrives. Yeah, who knows? Because I was just wondering if there's a way you could like embed that into skin. Because if you want to, if you want to, if you, I don't know, you're at a party and your vampire, your vampire ex-boyfriend who's just come up on your face, Shazam, walks in, you're like, oh nuts, <laughs> um, and you just want to like, Vroof. I don't know. If it that makes would be in, a, in a tattoo, if you could tattoo yourself with invisibility ink, that would be brilliant. Cuttlefish basically do this. Another yeah. thing you're talking about, the filming behind mm. and then um, projecting in front. They look at their environments and they've even been able to replicate to an extent checkerboards and stuff. That's incredible. It's not great, but it's still yeah. pretty amazing for a thing which is basically... Giving a hummingbird a run for its money. Yeah. Oh, for cool animals. You're going to love the final round of this. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't oh. play checkerboard. Checkers on the puff of fish, though. <laughs> so, okay, we've had pimping sleep, and now that was... Uh, that's uh, invisibility and camo tattoos. Amazing yeah. invisibility camo tattoos. What do you think, Holly? Anything I've, I've got you? a very sweet one, which is more of a visual, but I'll explain it. It's basically being scribbled all over by someone... Uh, who's gone to a lot of effort on it, and then somebody else uh, has clearly written, make us crave veggies, which is a mother who's desperate for their children to eat, I assume, or a father. Jill, this is Jill. But she, or, yeah, she would like children or anyone to want to eat vegetables and obviously other good nutritional stuff. Because effectively that's what we've been doing with selective breeding. We've just been making everything taste more and more sugary, like as a, as a good thing in a way. Vegetables. Well, yeah, like if you look at a wild carrot and compare it to the carrot we have nowadays. Am I barking up the wrong tree completely here? Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard aubergines are the same within our lifetime. Oh, don't make me feel even worse about eating it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's, that's true. Well, they're sweeter now, so your baby <laughs> yeah. is. Well, I don't know what comment that means, but uh, but aubergines used to be really, really bitter, and so if you look at even recipe books from twenty years ago, they'll tell you. Oh, yeah, to you salt had to them. salt them and get all the stuff out. Yeah. No, you don't need to do that. Test. Really? Supermarkets have dealt with it. Selective wow. breeding. Well, thank goodness for supermarkets. Hurrah! <laughs> that went down. Uh. But is there any? Is there anything you can do? You know, to make your brain crave. Uh, I guess sort of like. Uh, like a kebab. I think, well, no, more like you know when um isn't there a um forgive me if I'm not understanding this but isn't there a tablet you can take if you have issues with alcohol that can help you. You, you not want to drink alcohol in some way. Am I wrong? Is that... Yeah, is yeah, that it changes the taste. So it's not so much the, the brain, actually, and it's just about the taste receptors, which are super complex anyway. I mean, so there's lots of variation in how people taste things. 
Um, there's, I think, 10% of the population who are super tasters, for example. And so they very specifically taste bitter tastes, especially I, cucumber. I hate coriander. I don't understand how anyone can say, that's a, what are you talking about? It's fine. It makes me feel like I'm eating soap. That's I feel like I love cucumber for exactly really? the same taste as well. So, soapy cucumber? Yeah. Wow. They're very, that's a, it's a common, well, uncommon, but genetic variant that works. Because my dad has it as well. Is it? Do you think I got it off him? Yes, I think okay, so. Cool. Or you could have got it perhaps even culturally, though, because if, if you're growing oh, up with yeah, your dad, possibly. you yeah. might well learn no, but it, dad's right. But my, pe- my brother and my mum love it, and I, c- I find it ah. disgusting. But it tastes contrary. of soap to me. Yeah, they just do it to annoy me. Well, that's, I mean, that's a good, almost genetic test, really. You know, half your family like it and half them don't. Kids actually have more taste buds than adults. So as you're growing up, you essentially abuse your taste buds and they die off a little bit like cells. And then people start eating olives. I think the rationale is that actually, for example, things like spinach and, and olives taste worse when you're younger because you have more taste buds to, to it, yeah. it's more intense. Wow. And so you grow to like the bitterness of it, I guess, or you, you're less susceptible to the to high bits. I mean, the same thing happens with bitter alcohol or like, well, alcohol. And, <laughs> and children are neophobic, aren't they? Because they haven't learned what's not going to kill them yet. So it's better to be suspicious of everything. Oh, really? Except strangers who give you food, obviously. (laughs) All right, just before we go home after this evening, we're going to play a quick game. This is called Splicer Life. I'm going to tell our guests here three wonderful animals and see what kind of genes, what kind of traits you want to nick from said animal. So first species we have here, seahorses. What would you like to see from seahorses? Oh, male pregnancy. Yeah, that would be a good one. How do you feel about that, Holly? Love it. Let's have that. Yeah. Is it compulsory? Is it only the males get pregnant or they can choose? Oh, yeah. Do do the ladies get pregnant as well? Have they just mixed up the men and the women? More (laughs) egalitarian. Well, for seahorses, it is only the guys, but you can choose here. Remember, Holly, it's your option. Surely that sort of makes them the women. Do do the male ones have have a penis? They make sperm. Right. So they make sperm and they have the baby. So they make sperm and then the girls come over and say, hey, these are my eggs. Oh, right, some? so it's just the other way around. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I totally love that. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm all aboard. Actually, can we do an sur- audience survey? Hands up if you would rather that men got pregnant. I would like to say it's the ladies <laughs> picking their hands up for that. Really? Am I, am I alone, guys? Actually, I'm alone because I would love to carry my baby. I think this is awesome because... It's the only way that you know it's yours. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, fundamentally. Well, but they can, they can be mix-ups at the hospital. No, but like, because like, I'm an evolution biologist, and one of the most important things in human evolution was what we call um, female crypsis, the fact that we have doubts. It's probably one of the reasons why we have sex for fun, is as a way of trying to convince men that the baby may have theirs. There's a creature called a bonobo, and bonobos are very much like the sexy chimpanzee. And I don't mean that like from personal opinion. I mean it in terms of... Hugh Hefner. Well, yeah, kind of. They mate over anything. They will mate to say hello, to say thank you. And uh, the female is at her sexual peak when she's already pregnant. Because she's trying to confuse parenthood. Wow. So the other males are not less likely to kill the young. So against infanticide, maybe. Wow. So do you still want the guys carrying your yeah, baby? sounds amazing. I'm in. Why? I'm Why do you want rid of it when it's well, I think, so close? I think you should. I think it should be that both of you. I think it should be equality. I think that you should be able to carry a baby, or your husband could carry another baby. You know, that would be cool. Did Junior take teach us nothing? Can we take it in turns? You are that? What do you think, Matt? Would you happily I mean, carry a child? As well... <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a quality for you yeah, right there, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That is a, is a resilient point. Um, so when you, when you talk about like, the, the shared ownership thing, sounds that, that sounds 21st century. I'm liking that. Um, is that Monday, Wednesday, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, I'll have it. Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, oh, you have it. Okay. Or, or are we talking like, I do the legs and arms, you do the head and body, <laughs> and then nine months time. I'll tell you what would be uh, really good. If you did a kangaroo style thing where you, as a woman, you started it off and got it to a good place and then it came out, but the men had like a pouch and they got to have it inside them and sort of care for it. Because at the moment it feels a bit like you cook the meal and then you also have to do the washing up. And it would mm. just be nice if somebody else took over that second bit so you could have a sleep and like get, you know, have a shower and take it easy. Buy and then there was a bit more. Huh? Buy the ingredients. <laughs> Buy the ingredients, yeah. Yeah, I like this. Should we move on to the final creature? Okay. This is a wonderful jellyfish discovered a couple of years ago. It's called Turotopus natricula. I, I have to admit, uh, the name has been changed several times. It's also known as the immortal jellyfish. What might you steal from an immortal jellyfish? What was that? Can I ask the child at the front? It's probably more important to them. <laughs> what would you steal from an immortal jellyfish? The sting. You're both right. Um, what about you, panel? What would you steal from an immortal jellyfish? I quite like the jazzy, see-through kind of That's the, the see-through outer layer, and then the, sorry for the for the radio audience. It's got like a see-through outer shell, but then like some quite. It looks like a glass of red wine in the middle. Um, actually, <laughs> so yeah. sh uh, sorry, the lady from the audience who's been helping us and shouted out everlasting life is nobody going to go with that. Do we want to be in this? Really, yeah. yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I, I get bored very easily. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, um, to the end. <laughs> Bring it on. Gracefully, gracefully, in a gracefully, long, long time. Gracefully, yeah. This guy's got to. This yeah. guy's got to stick around forever. It's, it's got a really cool way of doing it. It grows up and then it reverts to childhood. So it's talk, we're talking eternal Whoa. youth here as well. Wow. If you want, That's amazing. Benjamin Button doesn't he grow backwards? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a. It's a documentary, it's really good. But hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So how many times does this thing have to go through puberty and adolescence? Because that is not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine going through puberty the ba backwards. And then forwards again. <laughs> it's like, oh, That's kind of what go. the menopause is, though, actually. If you what, really think. puberty backwards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why it sounds horrible. I wouldn't wish puberty on my worst enemy. Right. Yeah. I mean, don't they always already say that basically the person who's going to live past... 150 or something is, is already in this generation because mm. by the time you know medical science has advanced 20 30 years if they can survive that much then they can survive for the next round of advancement and so i mean it's a genuine question would we have children we wouldn't need to have children if we were mortal i mean because yeah you could it just find the final final group and just live it live it out this has gone dark again. All right. <laughs> right, the one thing we have to do, uh, audience, you have to scream, shout, vote as loud as you can into our microphones for each of the motions. So, uh, would you like to go for Holly's talkative children? Yeah! <laughs> okay, a couple of votes. Um, and they were children, actually. <laughs> Perfect. We have Lewis's uh, brain hacking telepathy. They all thought it. That's why you couldn't hear it. We've got Matt's overhauling of the teeth. All right, pimping teeth, or getting an extra, so that's a good one. We also had from the audience, we had uh, Pimping Sleep by Lizzie in the audience. That wasn't just Lizzie who went for that. Can we do that again? Who's going to vote for that one? I think that's a tie so far. Uh, and we also have Incredible Invisibility acting like a chameleon. Okay, I think... I think it's between um, the teeth and the Pimping Sleep. So, Pimping Sleep... 
Overhauling teeth. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, whenever we go back to the committee designing the next human, we will say to them, sleep, come on, you can do better. It's been lovely talking to you all. I hope you enjoy the rest of your festival. That was Level Up Human, hosted by Simon Watt, produced by Rachel Wheely, and supported by the Wellcome Trust. For more information, go to levelupyoumen.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.